This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. And you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 209, episode 209 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I'm your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a great weekend. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Dead Media team with some great podcasts like the Wicked Fast Podcast, Drinks After Work, Eat the Damn Cake. I'm the promoter. He's the DJ, 30 Flirty and Surviving, Music You're Missing, A Chance to Strive, No Limits with Kevin. Kevin Cooney, BeFit, Daycations, and so many other great podcasts. And of course, if you're into sports cards, don't forget to check out Card Vault Breaks on Facebook, whatnot, YouTube, and Instagram. And you can always check them out in person at Patriot Place or down at Foxwoods Resort Casino down in Connecticut. You can always follow Big Night Media on Instagram at Big Night Media for your chance to win free tickets to uh, see shows at, um, what's that place called? Oh yeah, Big Night Live through Timmy Ticket Tuesday. And you can always get your Banner Banter Podcast merchandise at bignightshop.com. All right, folks, let's get right into it. That was the fastest I've ever talked to really get into the podcast because I am fucking pissed off. So the Celtics, they're currently 45 and 20, second place in the Eastern Conference now. That's right. They are no longer in first place in the Eastern Conference. They are now one and a half games behind the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks have won 17 out of 18. They did lose over the weekend to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, the 76ers, because of that, even though they've only... Here's the thing. The 76ers, after they beat or after they lost to the Celtics, they literally lost three games in a row and then came back and had a great win against the Bucks. Very impressive. But if the Celtics were able to win at least one of those two games, you're talking about the 76ers being four games behind, which would have made maybe the blow of being in, in second a little bit easier. But overall, it's still not a very good place to be at all. So this week, the Celtics have a game tonight on the second night of a back-to-back against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Then they play the Trailblazers at home Wednesday at TD Garden. And then the Hawks on Friday on the road, which is the first game of a six-game road trip. The Bucks they have the Magic, the Nets, the Warriors. Two out of those three are on the road. Then the 76ers have the Pacers, Timberwolves, Trailblazers, and Wizards. Two at home and two on the road. The Celtics, they have the ninth easiest schedule left in the NBA. The Bucks have the 11th easiest schedule in the NBA. And the 76ers have the fifth hardest schedule left in the NBA. Eight more home games for the Celtics, 10 on the road. The Bucks have 9 and 11. The 76ers have 8 and 12. So, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm doing this right after the double overtime loss against the Knicks. So, I am just all out of sorts and so angry 
at this basketball team. So fucking angry. And I don't and and if you're not one of those people that's angry after that, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, you you want to talk about some fun, shall we? I mean, you lose to the Knicks at Madison Square Garden by 15. Then you lose uh then you can beat the Cavs at home. It should have been easily, but somehow it ended up only being like a four or five point win. You lose to the Nets, which is fucking embarrassing, and then lose to the Knicks again at home in double overtime. Stupid. 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 It's stupid. I am fucking concerned about this basketball team right now. This team is healthy, and they actually aren't playing well. Like, they play better when they're hurt. I don't fucking get it. And the Time Lord's going to be out. He's got a hamstring strain, so he's going to be out 7 to 10 days. And knowing how his body heals, he'll probably be out until May, if the Celtics can even get that far. Malcolm Brogdon's out with right ankle soreness. I don't get it. Like, since the All-Star break, ha- like, what have the Celtics done that made you that have made you say, <laughs> finals, uh, nothing? I mean, they barely beat the Pacers, the fucking Pacers. They needed overtime to beat the Pacers. They barely beat the 76ers, needed that Tatum three-pointer at the buzzer to go in. They lost to the Knicks twice. They beat the Cavs. Fine. Touche, solid win. You could say that game was complete. And then they lost to the Nets and now are out of first place in the Eastern Conference. Like, what? Like, seriously, what have they done? What, like, take a deep breath, Tim. What has this team done that make you go, okay, since the All-Star break, we're back, baby, because the Bucs came right out of the gate. They're playing well. The Knicks, right out of the gate. They're playing well. Like, those teams have played full, complete basketball games multiple times that have made you see, okay, well, you know, it's it's good that they beat the 76ers and the Cavs. Those are good, strong wins. Show that they're late. You know, they're, they're clutch and late. Shut the fuck up. They haven't looked good completely. They look good for a quarter, and then it's a poop sandwich. And then it's meh, and then a poop sandwich. That's what it is, and I don't get it. And listen, number 12 had a good game against the Knicks. Congratulations. Like, congrats on the sex, bud. I mean, since number 12 has dropped 25 points versus the Raptors in January, he's played 26 minutes, 6 points, 5 boards, 34% from the field, 38% from 3. Before he dropped that 25-point game in January against the Raptors, 27 minutes a game, 9 points, 5 boards, 48% from the field, and 40% from 3. And then since the All-Star break, 18 minutes per game, including a coach's decision did not play, 25% from the field, 15% from three, scoring three points a game and three boards. And tonight, I'm including that tonight in, in this game, all the stats that I just told you about the 18 minutes per game, DNP, 25% from the field, that's including him playing 44 minutes tonight. I will say, his defense on Julius Randle late in the game was pretty good. And he can hit free throws, which is you know more than what most people can say on this fucking basketball team. <sighs> like, the team is doing so bad right now since the All-Star break that we are now, that like Celtics Twitter is going crazy over the fact that number 12 might have had a return game. This is what we're doing here. I mean, who else do you want me to pick on? You want me to pick on Jason Tatum? Let's let's pick on Jason Tatum. Because since the return of the All-Star break, he is averaging 10 three-pointers per game, and he's only making 
two of them. Here is three-point percentages since the return of the All-Star break. 25%, 37 37%, 11%, 66%, 0%, and 35%. So what the fuck are we doing here? Everyone happy about the All-Star Game MVP? Everyone happy that his new sneaker came out? Everyone happy he's the number one scorer in the league? Blah, 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 blah. Fuck all that. I need this dude to play like an MVP. And now his game versus the Knicks in double overtime was nice. 40 points. Oh, 40 points. Hooray. And then the Cavs game, he was very nice too. He he was. Six out of, like, like six out of 17. 17 three-pointers do something else. Now, he did get to the free throw line a lot, which was nice. But Jason Tatum, if he's taking 30 shots a game, 17 of them cannot be from three. They can't. You're not Dame. You're not Steph. You're not Clay. You're Jason Tatum. Figure it out. He has to be more aggressive. Ugh. And then, like, when you actually think about it, where the hell is this team? Where, where would this team be right now? Six games after the All-Star break, if it wasn't for Al Horford. Seriously. Six out of ten from three tonight. And he made that big shot going into overtime or double overtime. I forget. I'm so angry right now. And then he missed it at the end. Who cares? It was a good shot. Shot, you know, they go in, they go out. Life, life happens. You're content with that shot. That's a good shot. That was, that was a good play by Missoula. Good read by Tatum. All of that. But... If you actually look at Al Horford's three-point numbers since the Celtics came back, and you actually kind of take a little bit of that away, the Celtics could be on like a six-game losing streak. Two of two against the Pacers, and then six of eight, and then three of seven, five of eight, and and tonight one of two. Like, can you imagine if Jason Tatum shot three-pointers like that? Can you imagine if Jason Tatum only went six of eight from three, and then he actually found a way to score 20 other points, maybe 10 points at the free-throw line, and then maybe 10 points at the layups? I literally just talked about how Jason Tatum could basically score 38 points. But instead, we have to jack up fucking 17 (sighs) three-pointers? All right, fine. I don't want to do this because I'm already so angry. But let's talk about this fucking Nets game. I can't take it anymore. I can't. The Celtics were up 28 points. It was like 37 to 15 at the end of the first quarter. At one point, the Celtics were down 16, 15, 16 points. So 28 plus 16, carry the one. That's 44 fucking points. That 28-point lead was the biggest blown lead in the NBA this season. Very impressive, guys. So happy for you. Ugh. They had 19 turnovers to the Nets, 12. Really impressive, guys. Congratulations. The Nets came into this game with a four-game losing streak. The Celtics came in beating one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. So congratulations, guys. Really impressive. The Celtics, you could argue the Celtics are probably the best first quarter team in the history of the NBA. They crushed the first quarter. And then it's just so bad. The second and third quarter, they gave up 77 points. Now, let's say the Nets, just for easy math, average 107 points per game. That means the other quarters, if they drop 15 and 15, they'd hit their average. 77 points in 24 minutes. Think about that. Because let, let, let's do some math. That's averaging more than three points a minute. 
24 times 3, yeah, carry the 1, that's 72. Yep, that's literally three points a minute. That's insane. And that's, ugh, like, okay. I think this is where I'm actually going to flip out. Because in my notes, I just say, everyone's going to say it's about the coach. And this is where I'm going to start getting angry. So I'm going to try and calm down here because hopefully my therapist isn't listening and hopefully my season ticket rep isn't listening either because, all right, folks. (sighs) I'm so angry. Everyone's going to say it's about the coach. But like, is it? Is it really about the coach? Like, think about it. Is it? This core group of Jalen, Rob, Al, Marcus, and Jason have always done this. They've given up big leads. They let teams go on these runs, and it's like the Celtics' brains turn into explosive diarrhea. And it and it always happens. It always has. And I and I feel like it always will. In the bubble, in the playoffs, in the out of the bubble, in the playoffs, out of the bubble, in the regular season. It's more consistent than anything else on this team. They did it when Brad Stevens was here. And then we all wanted someone to, you know, get rid of Brad and bring someone in that can really fire these guys up and call them out on all their shit. And they did it with that coach, Ime Adoka. And now they're doing it with this coach, Joe, Joe Mazzulla. Sure, you can say, I don't like how he wants them to jack up three-pointers all the time. I don't like his timeouts. He's not ready for big moments. I don't like how we how he responds to questions from the media. But Joe Mazzulla ain't getting fucking rebounds. He can yell. He can fight. He can scream. He can slam a fucking clipboard. All of that shit. Joe Mazzulla ain't getting rebounds. Al Horford has to box out. Jason Tatum has to read a defense better. Marcus Smart can't turn the ball over. Jalen Brown has to hit his free throws. Rob has to be healthy. Joe Mazzulla ain't fucking preventing that shit. These dudes ain't 19 anymore. These dudes have been to the NBA Finals. These dudes started 14-2 in November. These dudes have played hundreds and hundreds of minutes of basketball games as individuals. Al Horford just played his 1,000th game. Congratulations to Al. And they have played hundreds and hundreds of games together. And they are still letting teams who are worse than them beat the shit out of them mentally when they go on big runs. And then they just go through the motions. So I don't care if it's Joe Mazzulla, Brad Stevens, Chris Ford, rest in peace, Rick Pitino, Jim O'Brien, Doc Rivers. It shouldn't matter who the fucking coach is of this team when they're this deep and they've played together for this long. It's always been a thing. It's not the fucking coach. Seriously. Sure. Could Joe Mazzulla be better? Yep. Does he need to be better? Yep. I agree with all that. But cut the fucking shit out that it's just the coach's fault. It's not. It's not. You like, you still have to fucking care. You still have to fucking want to win after you're up fucking 25, 28 points. You still have to fight when the times get tough. You still want to destroy the other team and stop being buddies with them. This isn't the fucking all-star game. People are going to play defense. People are going to actually want to work. And if you're one of those people... That just runs to the coach excuse. That's fine. I get it. I respect it. It's actually a fair point to a degree, but it's easy. It's valid. But sometimes you got to put a blame on these players as much as we like them. And I'll promise you this. The Nets game was all 
about the players and not giving a fuck, but it wasn't about Joe Missoula. I mean, Joe Missoula knew what was going to happen, in, in my opinion. <clears throat> Excuse me. Missoula called a timeout in the first quarter when the Nets cut the Celtics lead down at one point early, 15 to 11, which is something I think we could all say he's never done because he knew it was happening. And listen, if you're saying, Jesus, Timmy, I didn't know you loved Joe Missoula so much. I think he's fine. Great. Nope. Better than most coaches in the, in the league. Yep, I'd rather be in our situation than other team situations. But allowing 13 offensive rebounds when literally if you take away Nicholas Claxton, their tallest guy is like 6'8", allowing 13 offensive rebounds that turned into 11 second chance points is not about the fucking coach. It's about the players not giving a fuck. Simple as that. Anyways, should we preview the three games that the Celtics have this week? Sure, I'll make this short and sweet. Um... Listen, the Celtics got in last this morning, last night, whatever the case may be. Celtics are probably not going to get in until 3, maybe 3.30 in the morning. Great. They were supposed to leave Hanscom at 11.30, and they probably didn't leave until 12.30. Didn't get in, yeah, I'm going to say till 3. So they're probably going to cancel morning shoot-around, and then these guys are just going to show up to the arena do their walkthrough, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, do their pregame drills and then play a basketball game. And Al Horford's probably not going to play because Al doesn't play the second night of a back-to-back. Rob Williams isn't playing. And you still have to deal with Jared Allen and um, Mobley, Evan Mobley. <sighs> On the road. So annoying. Wouldn't be surprised if they lose again. But the Celtics are also very good on second nights of back-to-backs for whatever reason. So I have some confidence in that. That rant felt really good. It really did. But anyways, um, Wednesday uh, night, TD Garden against the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, it's pretty simple. Just control Damian Lillard, please. I mean, they've lost five out of seven. Yes, I understand the other night he dropped 45, and then a couple nights before that he dropped 71. So I don't know. Maybe make him a focus. Maybe pick him up full court instead of letting him shoot shots from, like, Lucky's cane. You know? Maybe. I mean, their bench stinks. Hopefully Nurkic isn't back for them because he's a rebounding machine. And if he is, then box the fuck out. And then you have the Hawks this weekend um, in ATL. And the Celtics have never played well in the ATL for whatever reason. They've lost three out of four games down there, but have beat them overall three times in a row. So this is one of those games that you need to win because you have to stop being fucking soft. You have to play like the team you can be and have been. Like, everyone was saying after the game, this isn't who we are. We need to get our swagger back. (laughs) Yes, you fucking do. And you need to do it before this six-game road trip that starts this weekend in the ATL. After the Cavs game, the Celtics' next 10 games, and I talked about this two or three weeks ago, and listen, I don't want to say I'm a fucking psychic or whatever those people are with the cards and all that, but the Celtics' next 10 games are so fucking important. So you you take away the Cavs game on Monday. The 10 games after that, they have 10 games before the Bucks game on March 30th, Thursday night. Could make or break having home court advantage throughout the playoffs. The next 10 games, the, the Celtics' opponent's combined record is 254 and 326. 254 and 326. Now, as far as I know, that's a lot of games below 500. That includes the the Rockets and the Spurs 
who are the two worst teams in the NBA. And listen, I will talk about this more next week, but after the Cavs game, the Celtics have to go 10 and 0, 9 and 1, 8 and 2. Anything under 8 and 2 could literally make or break a return trip to the NBA finals. Oh, and as far as stud and dud of the week goes, it goes to absolutely no one because the last two, the last 72 hours or so have been so fucking frustrating as a Celtics fan, I can't even think straight. And that's it for episode 209 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to me rant about my beloved Boston Celtics. I will talk to you all next week. I hope everyone has a great week. Please be safe out there. Talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.